Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty. My name is Mitchell Cashmore and as always joined by fellow founder of the Mock Sports, Nick Highland. How are you, my friend? Good, mate. Always happy to be here. Good week of racing this one, so let's get straight into it. Uh, We won't get quite straight into it because I just want to quickly get your thoughts on last week, Championships Day 1. Of course, always a big week of racing. What did you think of the big group ones that ran? Yeah, well, I did pretty well, mate. I know. Um, yeah, you did. It's it's brought me back into the tip-off, so it was a pretty good weekend, and it was good racing all around, great to watch, so I was pretty happy with it. Um, how about you? What did you have to think? I mean, I thought uh, that, I mean, the best horses on the day came out and won, of course. Uh, Hitotsu... Like I said last week, if it gets through the ground, it probably won, but I didn't think it was going to get through the ground. A lot of people didn't think it was going to, but it did, and of course it came out and absolutely blitzed them. Um, Nature Strip, grand final horse, came out and blitzed them again. It was over at the 800-metre mark. It's a different beast, of course. You know, you never jumped off, but I, I wasn't getting off the Shelby 66 train. Uh, unfortunately, Shelby 66... Not only did uh, it pull up quite a little bit lame, but didn't really get through the ground. Um, that track was not a heavy track. Uh, the fact that it, uh, by about race seven, was still being counted a, a heavy nine is ridiculous. That was soft at best. The sun had completely come out. It was windy. That that track was drying out, and for it to still be listed as a heavy nine, I, is ridiculous. I mean, I can see why Shelby sixty six drifted from. $5 out to like $13 in the late betting because that track was not a heavy and I never expected Shelby to get through it at that point and didn't in the end. Uh, let me try and think. What was the other big... To- oh, of course, Mr. Brightside. Gee, nobody really had it tipped for its first four, let alone a win. What did you think of the Doncaster? Yeah, it was um, interesting to see. Um, I didn't tip it really, um, obviously, but... Yeah, good to see um, a good run from a horse that no one really expected. I don't mind that, to be honest, saying that, and I know you probably are the same. Good to see um, horses like that getting up, getting getting some um, getting some wins. It's good for the sport, so that's what I think. That's for sure. I like, yeah. it, for, I like it for the owners. The owners went wild. They're all pretty young, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure it's a bunch of young blokes that own Mr. Brightside. I think even a few footy players are in it as well. So they were going absolutely nuts on the sideline because everyone canned it out. And when it got up, they just realized how much money they'd all won from punting on it at 23 bucks, and, you know, the prize money. It was just great to see, and that's what the sport's all about. So 100% agree with you when I just see, you know, I love a good horse like that that people can out and proves more wrong, gets up. It's just good for the sport. But uh, anything else you want to touch on before we get into this big rundown? No, I'm sweet, mate. Let's get straight into it. Okay, let's head straight to the Randwick Rundown. Attention punters, we have exciting news. Yes, we do. We are now on Dabble. Dabble is an Aussie-owned bookie that is absolutely changing the game of gambling. Any bets that we mention in this podcast, you can use their unique system of the copy bet feature to put the bet on yourselves with no time wasted. That's exactly right, Nico. 
We do the research for you, punters. We build the multis, and with the press of a single button, you can put our bets straight on. It's that easy. So you can go on the Dabble app and follow us at the Mock Sports and start winning with us this sporting season. Click the link in the show notes when signing up. Use the code the Mock Sports to let them know that we sent you. All right, punters, championships day two, the biggest day of the year so far, headlined by Queen Elizabeth. Many people are calling it the race of the year. Some people are calling it the race of the decade because the lineup is just that stacked. But will it go ahead? That's the big question. The track is still, of course, a heavy 10. The rail is going to be four metres out. Leaders should have an advantage. However, you know, it's wet. It's a bog. Anything can really happen. But still, backmarkers weren't wanting to be giving too much of a start. Shout out to Very Elegant. Better not be giving them too much of a start. Otherwise, she might not be able to make up the ground no matter how good she is. But yeah, what are your thoughts, Nick? Do you reckon the racing's going to be going ahead this weekend? Oh, no way. You've seen how the track looks at the moment. Um, there's photos coming out. I, I see no chance. And if it does, it'll be a miracle. Honestly, it's going to have the best draining in the world. Um, which it would be up there, to be honest, but I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a stretch. There's just more rain coming down in the next couple of days. I don't see it getting too much better for the racing. I mean, yeah, we're recording this as a formality. Personally, I don't think they're going to be going ahead. We've said countless times this autumn it's not going ahead, and it has gone ahead, and especially the last time this happened was it was when it was all flooding, basically. And we were at Randwick. I went out expecting to only see two races before it got called off, but the track played excellently. But again, that was a month ago. Another month's worth worse. Well, another month's worth of torrential rain has hit that track. I saw a stat come out that about 1,200 mils has hit that track this year. And to put that into perspective... That's just in four months. Last year's total rainfall for 2021 was 1,400. So they've almost gotten a complete year's rainfall within the last couple of months. I can't see racing going ahead, and I really hope they don't move it to Newcastle on Monday. I hope they just push it back a week. Because, Nick, how depressing would it be for Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Elizabeth Stakes and Championships Day 2, such a big race, all the big horses driving up the road to Newcastle on a Monday. That would be a bit weird. Nah, that would be exactly what I want. I would love to see that. Really? Yeah, it'd be amazing, I reckon. I'm sit, de- sit down on a Monday at work, get on the phone and just know that there's a good day of racing. You've got different sporting events. You've got the Formula 1 on this weekend to tune into. You've got the footy, um, but there's not much on a Monday. And then you can just say one of the best racing days on a Monday. I, I wouldn't mind it, to be honest. I can see the positives of it, but I won't like it. I- I'm not a fan if it happens. Might happen, but definitely punters, uh, watch Racing Thoroughbred, watch Twitter, watch any sort of news outlet that you can get your hands on this Saturday morning because that's when the call is going to be made. They're going to walk the track tomorrow, Arvo, which is going to be Friday, Arvo, to see what it's like, to see if it's even going to be able to get horses on it on the Saturday morning. But the official call will most likely come on the Saturday morning. The jockeys will go out there, see what they think. The stewards will go out there, see what they think, and they'll come to a decision whether or not race one goes ahead let alone the whole card so we'll get into the rundown though to you know as a formality see who we think runs in the current um the current specters of the fact that they're going to be going ahead on ranwick not a newcastle track so if the all these tips ladies and gentlemen have been made considering that it's going to be a heavy 
50 at Randwick this week and if they go ahead so keep that in mind we might have to put up change tips if the parameters change but race one 1600 meters the two-year-olds uh it's a dartboard race ladies and gentlemen uh Russian Ronnie to go forward much a latte to be uh coming at its rear I do like Tommy Berry ridden Godolphin horse in Moco just missed out last start behind Williamsburg and I think with the extra distance and a better draw can definitely go well two dollars 80 for Moco. Actually, no, it's drifted at the $3.10, even better. $3.10 on the win for Moco for me in the first. Yeah, don't mind that. Um, I'm going to go with Russian Ronnie for this one. $9.50 for the win. $3.50 for a place. One from two on the heavy track. Um, like you said, it's a bit of a dartboard race, so I wouldn't look into it too much. Just a bit of a warm-up getting into the early uh, early races of the day. Heading to race two, 1,400 metres. Uh, pretty nice race, this one. A couple of good ones in this one. Mink's moment was my tip last week and just didn't do too much. Lock Eagle, the favourite, who is an absolute gun horse, who last two wins um, absolutely dominated. So um, didn't really didn't, doesn't really read too well. Only won by one length, but it, it won pretty considerably, to be honest. Um, military expert paying eighteen dollars, I feel like is a little bit over. Hasn't really been exposed to much of a of a wet track, to be fair. But is a, is a very good horse itself. Flying crazy as well. I think he's a bit of a ruffie in this one. Um, can respect a bet on it. Yeah, like I said, lock eagle in this one. I think he's going to be too good. Two from two on the heavy. Um, he won by four lengths a couple of starts ago on the heavy track, and he's he's just too good, I reckon. So lock eagle for me in the second. Yeah, fair enough. I do respect on a bet a bet on Lock Eagle. Uh, as you mentioned, the last two starts it's been a winner. What you didn't mention though, last start was over Straight Aaron and Punters. If you don't know who Straight Aaron was, that was the horse that came out and absolutely blitzed them last um, last week on the uh, heavy nine. As I said in last week's track report, it'll be very very difficult to be making up anything more than about five seven lengths, and this horse did, and then some. Ran completely past them in the straight after being last and. Ended up winning by, I think, two, three lengths. It was an incredible run. It's being tipped as the next big horse going into the winter. And so this horse holds form over it. But unfortunately, I'm going to be going with Greenbelt. It's a black booker of mine. Black booked it a while back when it absolutely gapped them at Cranbourne. Went on and won the next start as well. So the form continued and has had a strong jump out since. First up on a never-before-seen heavy track is a big question mark in my mind. But I think I'm going to take it on at the $8 to win and $2.45 each way mark. Jamie Carr on board knows how to get these horses through these sort of conditions. So, yeah, if it handles the heavy 10 conditions, definitely a big player at that price. So I'll definitely be on green belt in the second. Move on to the third race of the day, 1,400 metres, the midway final. So basically think of it as the grand final for all your favourite BM72 horses out there. Uh, great news and Barossa Rosa, most likely the ones to go fully forward and press for the lead here. Never talk to try and make up ground from the back. Going to have to go with Rustic Steel here for my tip punters. Been a fan of it since its qualifier where it was absolutely dominant up at Newcastle. Turned the bend and absolutely went bang down that straight and absolutely... Just like I said, it was a domination. I'll get the exact margin up for you right now just to show how good it was. It was a three lengths, but it didn't even look like three lengths. It looked like five lengths the way it ran off. Nobody was touching it as soon as it went around the bend. And I think from that 14th barrier, which might be ideal in these sort of conditions, getting off that fence, it might do the same. At $6 to win, $2.20 to place. Huey Bowman on board, I believe. Going to give it an absolute peach 
of a ride and should turn that bend and go down, bang down the straight. Rustic steal for me in the midway final. Yeah, um, don't mind great news in this one. Um, second up record's amazing. Um, five starts, one win, two second places and two third places. So all five on the podium in the five starts on second up. Um, three starts on the heavy track, a win and two seconds as well. Um, came second first up just behind Kinlock, who's a pretty good horse as well, who's also racing in this one, who I had a had a bit of a look at. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be great news for me. Kim Ward trained, J-Mac on board, $4.60 for a win. I reckon it's a, it's a pretty good play for this one in race three. So, yep, that's for me. Head over to race four, the 1,200 metres. Uh, another two-year-old race here with a couple of our, our tips for the slipper early on in this race with OJ and Lady Laguna. Um, OJ yep. backed in a bit a bit more than Lady Laguna in this one. Um, OJ ran pretty well in the slipper, um, fifth place in the slipper, so it wasn't too bad. Paris Dior is the favourite. Um, looking pretty nice, to be honest. Um, it's won two trials since its last run and came second last start. Um, didn't didn't run in the in the slipper to, as well, um, but yeah, hasn't really been exposed to the really really wet tracks. So I'm going to stick with my boy OJ for this one. Um, my girl, sorry, my girl OJ. Um, eight dollars for the win and two dollars fifty for a place with Jamie Carr on board. I reckon OJ um, will be thereabouts yet again. Yeah, fair enough. It's good form. Fifth in that slipper behind Fireburn to come fifth at a hundred to one is a pretty good effort. Um, but yeah, like you mentioned, Lady Laguna was my early tip for the slipper. I'm gonna have to stick with her here because I've got her and another one that's massive value in this race considering its form. Leia Laguna didn't really get through the slipper all that well, busted her a little bit, which makes me a bit surprised that she didn't go for a spell, but I'm going to trust Annabelle Nisham here. I don't think um, she'd put her in if she couldn't get it done. Um, yeah, like I said, let me down on the slipper, but you know, the race before that was third behind Cheese Extreme and Fireburn, and that's probably about the best uh, the best form you can get at the moment when it comes to two-year-olds. Uh, currently at the $16 win, $4.40 each way mark. I'll also have a play at Pantanario. If we're talking about good two-year-old form, unlike um, probably a close second best behind the best form with Lady Laguna would be Pantanario. It has a third behind Queen of the Ball. It also has a um, placing behind Fireburn as well. And it also has a placing behind Cool and Gatter. Those are three horses that are absolute guns in this two-year-old class so i think that's absolutely outstanding form just has never seen the wet but it has won two trials on the on the wet just hasn't seen it in racing conditions so if those trials are anything to go off it should be running a big race here and if it handles this heavy 10 ground 20 dollars to win four dollars six to place is that not overs nicholas oh i'm not too sure i don't know it's up to you man oh yeah, fair enough. But Pantanario and Lady Laguna each way for me in the fourth. Uh, we'll go to the fifth, 1,200 metres, Arrowfield Sprint. My goodness, it's going to be very, very fast, this one. General Bo, Bakinala, and Ranchan all to go forward. The rest to just sit off the pace. In the Congo has that Shelby 66 form that does read well, trust me, despite that run last week. That Shelby 66 form reads extremely well when it comes to these sort of tracks. Uh, Paulelli is a strong chance for a horse that should be in the Everest this year. If Godolphin has his head screwed on right, I reckon it should definitely be the one that represent Godolphin camp in the Everest this year. Um, but I'm going to have to be with Mazu. Just a fantastic horse. Has been nothing but dominant lately. Gets to the top of the straight and just puts him away. 
Uh, he wins this one. I reckon he'll be in the Everest for sure. Uh, happily going to take a play at him at $3.50 to win. Mazu for me. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, like you said, Paul Ellie, great horse. I'm going to stick with Paul Ellie in this one. Genuine three-year-old cult here. He's an absolute absolute winner. Um, looks pretty nice. $4 for the win. Um, talked about lots before, so very nice. Um, pretty sure we... Yes, fair enough. Six, do we not? Yes, yeah, six, seven, eight, nine is the tip-off, so take us straight to race 10, my friend. Into race number 10, 1,200 metres. Uh, not not too bad one to end here. Um, pretty, pretty tough one with the quality, to be honest. Um, it's always going to be tough. Four moves ahead. Just doesn't have the hype it had that we had for it, um, last prep. It's not looking the same horse. Bellucci Babes, the, the favourite, who's always been consistent thereabouts this this start. But um, my tip's going to be Wonderbar. Um, great horse on the wet track as one. Uh, from 11 starts on the soft track is one three, comes second th- three times and then come se- third twice, sorry. Um, and then two wins from four starts on the heavy track. He's just an absolute wet track runner. Um, backed it over at Newcastle a couple of weeks back. Um, and then, yeah, so it's it's looking pretty nice for me. Wonderbar for me at $8 and $2.50 for a play. Yeah, great minds think alike. Uh, you seem to take the words straight out of my mouth. Has that strong form behind Lighthouse in the Coolmore, where he was 4.5 lengths off, but far from disgrace. Like you said, uh, backed it, you backed it at Newcastle, would absolutely blitz them in the wet. Back down in distance, will absolutely swim to the finish, is definitely overs in price. So I'll be on Wonderbar as well in the last leg of the quaddy. Um so that concludes the rundown. We'll head straight to the tip-off. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service, but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. All right, Nicholas, it's your time to gloat. You have caught up completely and you're actually in front. The great tip-off, you're in front by point. Now you just got to play keep away. Do you reckon you're able to do it? Well, what if I just tip every horse that you tip? <laughs> That's no, it's just it's not a spirit of the game, is it? Uh, just... That's gutless, and I'm far from that, my friend. I'm good, far. good. You, 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 you're not that gutless, my friend. Lesser men would do it, and I think a certain Josh Gatt would do it. I think that's how he took the spring tip off. If you were a part of our spring tip off, ladies and gentlemen, you'll know the winner uh, managed to play keep away for there at the end, but um. What sort of strategies are you going to be trying to keep, Nick? Are you going to be keeping towards the favourites or are you going to be still backing roughies and just backing in your own analysis? I don't go off the favourites. I back the winners. That's who I back. I don't care, <laughs> I don't care if they're roughies. I back the winners. Um, I back who I think is going to win the race. The price doesn't, in, especially in a tip-off, does not, does not phase me. So uh, we'll get straight into race six, the star Australian Oaks at the 2,400 metres. Really like this race. A um, couple of favourites here for, for you to choose from. Um, Hinged, Gypsy Goddess, and Honey Creeper. Um, it's it's a pretty nice field, to be honest. And I, uh, I do like this um, 
this race. It, it is a tough one for me to pick, to be honest enough. I've gone through it a couple of times, and um, it, it looks like it's, for me, it looks like it's between those three horses, to be honest, and it's, it's not really too much else sticking out for me. Um, this might be a bit biased. I know, I know you're not, probably not going to take this the right way, but I, I'm going to stick with Hinge here. Um, I feel like it's a genuine genuine chance in this one. Only one that really sticking out to me. Only one that I've really looked into too much. So yeah, um, pretty good soft track and heavy track records. So yeah, four dollars forty for a win for Hinge for me in this in the sixth. Oh, fair enough. Um, I honestly think out of the three favourites, it's probably going to find the winner. The trifecta probably won't pay much either. But Honey Creeper. Got it done last week at a distance that indicated that he'd be able to run it out. Gypsy Goddess is a horse that the camp is firmly, um, in, has passionately stated that it's going to run out this distance and will run it out very strongly. Um, but Hinged is the only one in my mind that is unproven and it worries me at the 2400. The whole, the only way it's going to win is if it really you know, is able to stretch out this far. I never really picked this horse as a 2,400 horse. I thought 2,000 was maybe its max, but I'm not I'm not a man that's going to uh, doubt Chris Waller. You, we all know how much of a genius he is. If he says this horse can run out 2,400, it can run out 2,400. So I'm going to back him in here. We all know how much I like Hinged. I've been on Hinged since the beginning. I, I've tipped it at like 40 bucks last spring when it, jump out of the ground and came second and really started its um, upper trajectory path and now it's out here winning group ones and is a dead set chance to take on um, take home its second, sorry. So, uh, yeah, like you said, there's not much else sticking out to me apart from the three uh, favourites and Hinge is just the one that gets the class rub for me. Being here, done that when it comes to group ones and just needs to be able to run out that 2,400 Tenth barrier doesn't phase me. The wet ground doesn't phase me. It literally has never finished out of the placings when it's been a wet ground. It, yeah, it's it's got the best form for the race, and I think will definitely be the winner if it runs out that distance. So we'll move on to the Sydney Cup, thirty-two hundred meters, race seven at Randwick. Nick, who have you got and why? Yeah, sure fire for me. Nine dollar fifty winner here. Kathy O'Hara on board. Um, two from two. Two, two, um, one win and one second place. Sorry, from two starts on the heavy track, um, one from one on the third up as well. Um, looks pretty nice for me. Sure fire, looks to be one that um, looks to be a bit of an underdog. So yeah, nine dollar fifty for me. Sure fire. Yeah, fair enough. I respect it. Um, for those who have followed my punt of the future segment on our Instagram, you'll know that I'm going to stick with Crystal Pegasus. 18th barrier worries me slightly, but and because it is a back marker, so it's going to get shuffled back. But as long as Jamie Carr just sits it closer to that pack and makes sure that she doesn't have to make up more than five lengths going into that straight, definitely within a chance. It's one that's last uh, four, I believe, four or five. Yeah, it's gone second, win, 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 win. And it's just been stepping up in distance as it goes. It's gone from 1,500 to 2,000, 2,000, 2,600, 2,400. Now it tackles the 3,200. It's absolutely flying, Nick. Every single start you think, nah, it's not going to come home. And it just goes around that bend and absolutely flies past them. 
Latest win won the Mornington Cup by 1.3 lengths over Pondus, which is no slouch in the um, staying ranks of Australia. Uh, tipped it at, I think it was 13 or maybe even $18 in the futures market. It's into $7 to win, $2.50 to place. Um, a lot of the experts are saying that it might not have the run in it. Maybe they think it's already peaked in fitness. But like I said, I'm not doubting Chris Waller. If it had peaked, he wouldn't run it. And he set this horse for this race. It's its grand final. Jamie Carr on board. I expect nothing less than a strong run to the line and should be thereabouts come the finish. And I'll happily take on that value price. So Crystal Pegasus for me in the Sydney Cup. We'll wait for the Queen Elizabeth Stakes. We'll leave that for last. We'll go straight to the Queen of the Turf. Race 9, 1600 metres. Nick, who have you got and why? Yeah, look, it's a good race, this one as well, and I really like this one. Um, been through it a couple of times, a couple of different horses that you look through. Yonce is a very good one, very good horse. Just doesn't have that heavy track record. That'll make me very confident. If it was a good track, that would probably be my tip for the for that one. Ice Bath as well. Um, he's always thereabouts in the heavy track, isn't he? Um, but, yeah, I, I, isn't she, sorry. Um, she was thereabouts for the last week in the in the Doncaster, but um, I'm not too sure about her on the Queen of the Turf here. Colette in the wet, I've always said it, and I think I've got to stick with it here. Colette in the wet, um, just got so close to Forbidden Love, and Forbidden Love was flying. So let's go winner of the Queen of the Turf, I reckon. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, you said it yourself, Yonce, very very good horse. And the only reason I'm jumping off is I, I'm, I reckon it gets through the, um, the distance. We all know that it can go the distance. I think it gets through the heavy conditions as well. The only reason I'm jumping off this horse, who I've been on for every single start of its career, it's 6-0, and oh, so I might be a bit of an idiot for jumping off. But Ice Bath, my goodness, it is the seven-day backup queen. Every time it goes wet to wet backup, it has come second in the Golden Eagle, the Doncaster, and the Cantala three Really hotly contested um, group one races. I think she loves the seven-week backup. She's going to come out, do it again, and this time she's going to get over the top of them and win it. Like I said, backmarker will be hard to do if she's sitting further than five, seven lengths back going in this straight. As long as Karen McAvoy can have her close to that pack, Going around that bend, she is definitely within striking distance at $4.80 to win, $1.95 to place. I'll take it on each way if that place price gets up above $2. But yeah, Ice Bath for me, and I'll also have a play on Yonce each way and Yonce and Ice Bath Quinella. Uh, quickly, Fangirl, the the jockey came out and said last start, I believe it was Bowman. Uh, yes, it was. Bowman came out and said that... Um, the run, even though she got up there in that um, the race over Hinge at Newcastle, that it busted her and that it was time for a spell, which is odd to make me think that it, she's come out here again and gone down in distance when she's always been a horse that screams 2,000 plus to me. So back down to the mile and after the jockey said that it busted her, bit weird, but again, you just can't, 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 can't doubt Chris Waller. So probably going to come out and run a strong race but I can't tip against Ice Bath or Yonce in this one. So, Nick, the big one, Queen Elizabeth Stakes. It is a ridiculous field. Who have you got and why? Yeah, it's to be one of the best races of the year, I reckon. Um, 
Genuine good horses, you see. Mount Mount Popper paying eighty one dollars, who's a genuine horse. Think it over paying thirty four dollars purely based off the track conditions. Um there's some good horses in here, man, and honestly it's a tough one to pick, I feel like. Out of Zaki, I'm Thunderstruck, very elegant, Duas, Montefilian, Animo, any of those can win it on its day. It's it's whoever rocks up and wants the race. Um, I reckon it's Animo's turn for, to win a big race. Hasn't won a real big one in a while. I feel like it's just, it's 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 his time to come along and just show the show everyone what he's made of as a three year old. You know what I mean? He's got a lot to prove. He's always always been thereabouts in the big races. Just was just off the um, what's it called? I've I've had a blank. Second place, like Cox Plate. In the Cox Plate. Yeah, he was very close. Um, I reckon the Queen Elizabeth's going to start start a good run for Animo. So four dollars eighty for me, Animo bottom weight in the in this field. So should be should be flying. Yeah, don't blame you. Animo bottom weight always very dangerous, but I think you all know who I'm on. Um, very elegant. I think it is very much going to be the same case as Nature Strip last week. Um, Nature Strip and that challenge stakes. Everyone thought, oh, not a good sign. Nature Strip's backed off. You don't normally see him do that. Came out in grand final day, spanked them. Very elegant in that Ranvit. Um, or was it the Ranvit? Maybe it was the Tanker. I think it was the Ranvit. Um, yeah, Ranvit. Uh, came out and, you know, didn't really seem like herself. Sat too far off the pack. Couldn't chase down Montefilia in that drying straight. Also seemed to back off a little bit. Not something she normally does. Normally she digs it in and charges it out to the line. But Chris Waller, like we said, I'm going to say it time and time again. He is a genius. He has set this horse for this race the whole time. Ever since the Melbourne Cup, everyone knew this is its next grand final. We thought Cox Plate was a grand final. No, it was Melbourne Cup. Came out and won by what? Like four lengths in the Melbourne Cup? It was ridiculous. Okay? So... J-Max stuck on board when he could have gone to Animo or could have gone to Zaki. Waller knows that this horse has been prepped for this race the entire time. She will be peaking. Maybe J-Max saw he couldn't chase down Montefilia, drew her back a bit just to conserve some energy. Who knows? But all I know is that Very Elegant is the best grand final horse in the comp... Um, I almost said the competition. The country. She is going to come out. She's going to love the conditions. And I just really hope in her Australian song, swan song, because punters, she most likely goes off to Europe after this and we'll never see her on the track in Australia again. I think she gets it done at $3. A little short for my mind in such an open race, but I'm happy to take it on. Very Elegant is my girl. I will never not back again. I'll never back against her. Very Elegant for me and the Queen Elizabeth. All right, Nicholas, we'll head into the Around the Grounds. Have you found anything from around the country? Um, I've struggled. So what I've gone, I've, I've turned to a mate here. He wanted to be featured in this. So I'll play I'll play a little bit. He was kind of getting the chance coming up the stage as Cody Potty. A few Around the Grounds for me. Uh, first one for the early listeners is Divine Miss Tomorrow, Canberra Race 2. Uh, $3.80 to win. Um Next one is up at Doombin, race eight, London Banker. More of an 800 metre horse in its first up, but it's just good enough to get the job done, I think. Just have a little play each way. Um, and the last one is Morphville, race eight, Davies. Um, it's too good, really. There you go. That's Cooper Anderson giving us some around the ground tips. Um, just want to add on to it as well. Chapelli's running over. 
race through at Newcastle. Um, not sure of the price just yet, so keep your eyes on that. But um, it's a good horse that is always thereabouts. Um, and yeah, we'll give an update on the Instagram about what what one of the boys say um, who owns the horse. Um, and then one more Aussie Nugget, sixty one dollars. <laughs> also race nine. He's he's an absolute legend. Great horse. First up, um, put him for a play sixteen dollars. Never count him out. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I love that from Cooper Anderson. I love it because he's stolen one of my tips. Great minds think alike. London banker, I think, you know, he said that he's a stayer and he's down to the um, 13.50, which is a bit weird. First up, it is a very weird move, but it's a really good horse. And at $27 and $7 to place, you definitely got to back these sort of good horses in despite everything, all the, you know, the statistics going against them. Good horses know how to run strong races. Might not win, but you're not going to be wasting your money if you go five dollars each way at that price. So Cooper Anderson definitely has his head screwed on correctly. Um, the only other one I found was Caulfield Race One Desert Icon. Uh, I believe it's paying four bucks. It's a jet, dead set stayer. Um, got a got a uh, second place behind Defibrate. Two starts back. Also has form behind Pondus and also has. Um, form behind too much to bear all horses that I quite like in the staying uh, ranks in this country so yeah $4 to win $2 each way um, Desert Icon in the first at Caulfield now the quaddy again one of the hardest quaddies we've had to pick keeping these legs just to four horses each but Nick who have we got in the first two races? Uh, Crystal Pegasus Surefire, Stockman and Shiraz um, very elegant Animo, Zaki and I'm Thunderstruck here we got race nine ten. We have got Ice Bath, Yonce, Colette, and Lighthouse. And then race ten, we have got Vunderbar, Baluchi Babe, Emanate, and Tricky Gow. And as always, fifty dollars gets you nineteen point five percent punters. And before we sign off, Nick, anything to say to the people? Um, not necessarily. Um, keep your eyes, the tips changing on how the weekend goes with the weather if it gets changed up for Monday track on over up, up at Newcastle, so um, keep your eyes peeled and, and just have a look at how the flux of the of the prices go with the horses. But other than that, um, enjoy your weekend, guys. Yeah, 100%. That's all I have to say. Keep your eyes on our socials. Like Nick said, our tips might have to change if the parameters of the races change. Um, and also, with such a bottomless track on the weekend, it's going to be very, very hard to grab some winners. So please do gamble responsibly. And we will see you back here next week for the season finale of the Quaddy Potty. See you, legends. Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone.